and welcome to yet another episode of the Dicer Screaming Podcast. Oh, 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 man, I think we should call a doctor. <laughs> Is that dice all right? Uh, it's a little horse. Oh, I see. A pony. Yep. Man. All right, well, that's our launch off. Uh, we're done for tonight. We'll see you next week. We only do one show a night. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm Randy. And I am Mike. And together we form the Zeitgeist. Yes, found in Monster Annual 3. <laughs> in the Z section. <laughs> the Zeitgeist. Of the Dice of podcast. And you're with us for at least until we're done talking. Yeah. Or until you decide to just, you know, close out the app. And so welcome. It's <laughs> Which Friday. would be well deserved, yeah, closing out the app on this. I mean, we are the tuxedo with brown shoes of gaming podcasts. Oh lordy! Oh wow! 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 That just does. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Wow. That's that's awful. Yeah, who does that? Uh, Is there anybody who? In my defense, I would have to say that you know uh, I was a little you know drunk at the time. Yeah. Is there anybody who wears tuxedo with brown shoes? Not that I know of, but uh, you know I'm pretty sure somebody in our listening audience, all ten of you, uh, probably knows someone. So if you do, you know, let us know. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, it's Friday, so hopefully you got some gaming lined up. It's, uh, Happy Fourth of July. Yeah. Hope everybody had a great time, and all fingers and toes are accounted for. Yeah, that's right. Uh, here in Battle Creek, the, the shelling has finally stopped. A cessation uh, of hostilities. A law, an uneasy one, has settled over the city. <laughs> the pall of smoke last night was... Uh, well, uh, fog of war, man. Just yeah. fog of war. It was uh, literally the entire neighborhood was uh, clouded. Like a mist had you know, crept in if it had been water-related. Uh, and everything smelled like fire. So... Or <laughs> mm. toast. Uh, yeah, it was, it was an, impressive, uh, an impressive celebration for a lot of folks here. So I, I hope everybody out there had a wonderful time. Yeah, I hope you did too. And uh, of course, it was a great one for us. Uh, it was a little stay at home, but uh, hey, we had some great fun. Uh, anyway, on to our topic tonight. It's Freeform Friday, so we're going to have yeah. a nice little topic for you. Just going to rant. Yeah, we're just going to rant. And uh, it is gaming related, of course, so. We may even rave. Rant and rave. Oh my. Well, you guys are getting your money's worth. Uh, we do have a call in, Joe Richter. Hey, Joe. to call us and give up a, a piece of his mind about some upcoming things that we have in store for you, our listening audience, the Dice of Streaming Podcast. So we'll turn it right over to Joe. Take it away, Joe. What's up, fellas? My kimono flew all the way open when you said your topic for your 100th episode was going to be top secret, because for a second I thought it was going to be about the system top secret. Then I realize I'm an idiot and that your topic was top secret, but not top secret. So keep those kimonos open, fellas. And I am so excited for your 100th episode. I cannot wait, man. Ours is coming up, but we didn't do anything special for it because I let my players talk me into playing for an extra episode longer than we had planned and so we recorded right over our 100th episode without making any acknowledgement of it. So no special 100th episode for us. 
You guys are awesome. Keep it up. Peace out. All right. Thank you for that, Miss Richter. Yes, uh, it is a top secret episode. Uh, it will be revealed, of course, Tuesday next week. It will be our 100th episode. So, well, we won't be doing any giveaways or any special contests. We will be doing one for our anniversary. So, that's coming up as well. Oh, yes. Uh, we'll be doing a little giveaway for that. Um, so, stay tuned for details. But no, it's not top secret. Not uh, top secret the game. You are correct that uh, it, it was just a... Uh, <laughs> it, it has been hinted at in some past episodes, uh, but it has not been fully revealed. The kimono is still partially closed. That's right. Uh, so, wide open kimonos, things <laughs> flapping in the breeze. Nope, not yet. But uh, you uh, were warned... Uh, it will be a subject uh, near and dear to your heart, so we'll just give you a little teaser. It's about uh, not D&D in particular, but you know, one of the biggest in- sources of inspiration for Dungeons & Dragons, I think. Yeah, that everybody certainly. Can agree on. So if that doesn't it's, tip it off right there, I don't know it will. Very central to the hobby itself. Uh, you know, this the, the huge nod has to be given. And that is exactly what we're going to do. Give a gargantuan nod. Yep. It'll be an hour-long episode and uh, until we get tired of talking, whichever comes first. Yes. <laughs> which, of course, you know, you get tired of listening, too, which, you know. Well, but, and, you know, if we really just uh, lose our grip, let, let the conversation roam wild, uh, yeah, I'm sure uh, it'd drop off pretty quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but uh, we have some bills to pay, so we're going to turn it over to some advertising, and then we'll be right back with our topic for tonight and get right into it. So stick around. All right, and we're back after that little bit of advertisement. Thanks for sticking around. Um, Anchor FM is our podcasting resource. That's what we uh, podcast on. So if you're getting into the podcasting scene, Anchor FM is our recommendation. Yeah, it's our home away from home. Yeah. So, and as you're joining us here, probably you listen to it or wherever you do listen to it, give us a little buzz on what you listen to uh, on our Dice Are Screaming Facebook page. We'll set up a little poll and uh, see what uh, a lot of our users out there use. Uh, the yeah. analytics in Anchor do give us a, kind of an insight, but I'd like to hear from you guys what you prefer to listen to us on. And maybe uh, you might make a joke. Yeah, Crack, PCP, what do you listen to us on? Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had a topic, I think. <coughs> well, uh, you know, the truth is, uh, as we have launched uh, our anniversary era and divided between Tuesdays for hard topics <coughs> where we actually sit down, we do a little homework, uh, we're trying to put more effort into giving proper coverage to uh, topics with the time limitations that we have. So we're, we're looking at, you know, making ourselves more on point uh, when we break something down and discuss that on Topic Tuesdays. But Friday is very much, uh, well, unbound. Just, yeah. you know, freeform ramble. I, we have the topic in hand like we have done with certain other things back in the beginning. Uh, and... You know, we're now dividing the week in half, where uh, one day we just uh, let slip the hogs of peace. <laughs> and, peace uh, hogs. Doesn't have the same ring as work. No, no. Uh, but this 
Freeform Ramble will be dedicated to the topic of gatekeeping, which is a thing. Uh, look, I'm a crusty, uh, grumpy, non-heavy internet usage kind of person. Uh, I'm, you know, something of a, a techno... Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Well, I'm I'm not quite on the level of Amish. Oh, okay. But uh, techno luddite. Yeah, yeah. There we are. I'm looking for the luddite. You know, smash you throw the, in the uh, yeah, Throw the the Sabbath into the uh, works. You shoot. Yeah, and I oftentimes lack a degree of insight into what the the hot new thing that people are arguing about on the internet is because I. You know, got other things that got my mind occupied. Uh, but I gotta say, it's an interesting topic. I mean, a it, it, little bit, it fascinates me because it's a thing at all. Uh, yeah. It, it blows my mind. I'm like, really? Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what gatekeeping is from our perspective, and of course, uh, it's our opinion. You're free to disagree with it. Uh, gatekeeping kind of came into vogue, I guess, around sometime. Oh, last year, about this time. Really? Yeah, the D&D gate started on Twitter, hashtag. And uh, I'm not going to get into who or the people involved, because that's giving them an unfair platform. But they're pretty much garbage people. Um, I'm going to just go strongly right out on that one. They're not people I'm interested in their opinions about. But it is necessary to address some of their views and points, because I think at a certain degree, they have a point to where they're going with this, but how and whom they're trying to restrict into the hobby is just really weird. And that's why we don't get it. I mean, both yeah. of you might may differ a little bit on how gatekeeping affects us. Because, to be honest, uh, gatekeeping in a hobby that where you can define your own entry is kind of pointless. I mean, seriously, you can, you know, nobody stops you from playing. But there are ways that you can keep people from coming into your hobby by outright being hostile or just unwelcoming. Yeah, I mean, really, I, I would say uh, a negative first experience for a person looking for a tabletop game, uh, you know, can be a kind of gatekeeping where if you, you've gone out of your way to make sure that uh, you make those first encounters horrible, uh, you know, to, to get people out of the hobby... And that's that's probably a pretty lousy way to treat people. Period. I'm I'm not even, and not just in gaming, but you know. If, oh yeah. I, if you're a a monger of worst first experiences, oh for shame. Uh, you know, not to keep gate, because uh, anybody who can buy books can play. I, you know, I, and honestly, if you're just firing up the old imagination and you're at home, uh, it's as, you know much imagination as uh, you can handle. You know, you you kind of are the arbiter, ultimately, of your own experience. But it gets tricky when there's lots of people involved, uh, especially common tables at game shops or going to conventions. Uh, these become shared spaces, so I, I can see where there's a little bit of conflict there. Uh, yeah, but what power does gatekeeping... Uh, yeah. What what does a gatekeeper on the internet have over other people? Well, literally none. Uh, let's just face it. Uh, 
getting overly upset about them is, of course, kind of playing into their hands of giving them a platform to with which they can broaden their message. And their message is a toxic one because they're mostly against people that are not like them or have different ideas than they do about what gaming should be. Now, of course, there are people who believe that uh, killing orcs is a racist uh, view held on by imperialist or... Uh, Oh, um, oh um, yeah, I would never say Colonizing uh, empires. I, I, you know, I kind of have, I can see where they're coming from, but I, I don't necessarily agree with that per se. But, hey, I, if that's your thing that you don't like. Uh, 10,000 years in every culture, uh, you know, even a cursory study of mythology, there are things that go bump in the night and which are aggressively opposed to humanity. Uh, it is a cross-cultural phenomenon that, uh, you know, transcends any one particular, uh, you know, DNA collection. Uh, it has very, very, you know, wide parameters here. So to, in, to have pulled it down into the lens of just, like, one micro-focus, you know, orcs represent, uh, you know, everybody who is not white, and then the adventurers represent white people, or the imperialist colonizing yeah, powers. Imperialists yeah. uh, colonizing in the tradition of the post-Renaissance uh, Europeans. Wow, that is a super limited view of history, mythology, and mankind's struggle against well, the sure, things that I, go bump in the night. I think it's it's fair yeah. enough if that's what you believe and that's what you I, appeal gaming I, is. I get that people may have that impression, uh, but man, that is not what most people... Uh, I've seen play get from it at all. Right. But, you know, that uh, they believe that, uh, of course, the gatekeepers believe that these people should not have a voice in the community. Well, sour grapes. Uh, um, well, look, I mean, I can disagree, but I, I don't think that they shouldn't game. <laughs> that, that would be a big difference. Another there. thing that they were against was, like, the Critical Role. Now, we all know the Critical Role uh, podcast is highly successful, what they did that, uh, yeah, one of the remarkable. most successful uh, Kickstarter in history. That's a pretty high bar. Uh, they beat out the Mystery Science Theater 3000. You know, I, I read the report on that uh, after the fact. I was I was duly impressed by just the realization that somebody doing a podcast show of gaming, you know, that uh, a, a recorded game sessions with voice actors uh, was that popular. I, I'm, yeah, they sold out of the theater. I'm floored. Yeah, I'm, I'm Color me surprised. I, so I had no that. What uh, happened with uh, them? And well, the, the gatekeepers sort of felt that the people who followed and listened to them really weren't gaming. They were gaming under the auspices of uh, Matt Mercer and company, and oh. they weren't real gamers like they Jeez. were. And uh, that's kind of... How do you a, know? I mean, do you follow all the listeners home? And I like guess. Check I their, know. Check their shelf to make sure they they don't have any books. Yeah, and, you know what? What? what yeah. At what point do we have uh, purity tests? Is there like gaming? a palm check where you can find out? You like, I don't see any dice calluses. Yeah, you clearly are not a gamer. Yeah, you're not a gamer. <laughs> and that's the kind of uh, mentality that I think both me and Mike find is hilarious. <laughs> wow. <laughs> No way. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. People you've never met, a collection of people on the internet. You well, know, they look at them as like, like a, a list of names clicking yes or going like or whatever. Uh, and you can discern mystically through the interwebs like a Chris, like the Palantir. You know, you can, mm. you can, like the who I can see for miles and miles and miles. And they, they magically have 
inspected the homes of these people for appropriate gaming activity. No, that... <laughs> well, they're judging them on their uh, oh, fandom. Crap. You know, their uh, their attraction to certain people or players. Oh, and of course, there's a lot of players well, on there that, uh, on the Critical Role podcast that have attracted their kind of own uh, fan followings, which is fine. I mean, uh, I mean, as you like somebody, you know, and uh, they like the character they're portraying, cool. I mean, that's no different than for me, uh, that's well, kind of a... Whatever those guys are doing, it's certainly helping the spread of tabletop role-playing versus other games. Uh, you know, I mean, tabletop has made a big comeback in the 5th edition oh, yeah. iteration and uh, in just the last few years. Uh, so, and I, I'm not saying it wasn't making a bit of a comeback before then. It was. Uh, but it certainly exploded into prominence uh, to a degree mm -hmm. that I never expected. Well, I, I actually think that uh, the Critical Role people are the, probably the most surprised in the room. Yeah, I, who knew? I mean, yeah. they were having a good time and recording their game, and, you know, it, it was it was all shits and giggles till somebody giggled and shit. Oh, well, yeah. Then. Oh, my God, we're popular. What the heck happened? Yeah, and, you know, if you think that uh, people who watch Critical Role will bring false expectations into the game and all that, well, all right. Fair enough, but uh, you as a dungeon master, as you're meeting people who may have just gotten their feet wet into role-playing, or the idea of joining a role-playing group... Well, I, uh, it's a little is, fallacious to assume that, uh, you know, something that is, is clearly a podcast form of entertainment uh, is, you know, responsible for maintaining some standard that will prepare people for their first game. Uh that would be ludicrous to assume that they have any responsibility. Well, to, that's the hyperbole behind their idea of gatekeeping. Yeah, yeah I, I just don't just, get that at all either. I, yeah, well, a lot of it's over our head because we're kind of those people who like, hey, do you like gaming? Did you uh, see something or read something that got you interested in the gaming? That's how we've been doing it for years. Right. And That'd be like, uh, well, you know, once upon a time I went to a movie theater and I saw a really good movie the first time out, and then all the other movies I've ever seen since have sucked. You know, like after Conan, there's just nothing left. You know, the, all cinema I'm is empty dead. I'm inside afterwards. Yeah, there's there's nothing left for me. Uh -huh. <laughs> there's a little blackened lump mm -hmm. of coal where my heart used to be, because nothing's good anymore. No, I <laughs> look. Uh, no two games are like uh, grains of sand on a beach, man. They yeah, and different game masters, different dungeon masters, keepers, whatever you want to call yourselves. They're all different, and that's the beauty of it. And the other thing is, is that there is no gate that can be put up, but you can kind of put a emphasis that you're not welcome here. And if you want to do that at your table, or you want to say that, like, hey, if you think this is the way to play D and D from watching Critical Role, well, you're just wrong. Okay, an opinion, and uh, obviously entitled to it. And you're more than welcome to say that at your table, but to make it a Judgment value, a bar that somebody has to pass under. Uh, no. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, and to, I, I guess to parse a really fine point here, um, it's one thing to select a table and a game that suits you. I, I think that's entirely appropriate for people to do. I mean, you, you search and search and search, and it's not easy, but, you know, from time to time you find that terrific mix where you got the the people with a like-minded vision and uh, a good intersecting sense of humor where, you know, like people are 
enjoying each other's company and the game at the same time. I think that's the optimal scenario. So certainly in search of that, I mean, is it just, is it gatekeeping to select your own table and to select your own atmosphere? No, I, I don't think no, that's, that's it at all. In fact, I, I think that's a thing that every player should be looking for. But when you have a vision of what other people's table ought to be like, there the bounds have been overstepped. Yeah, you're well uh, it's, overstepped it's, there. Yeah, that, that is none yeah. of my business. Uh, what goes on at somebody else's table and uh, how they game and you know what makes it enjoyable for them. If they're at my table and I'm not able to deliver what they want, then a peaceful parting of the ways is probably coming. I, I kind of accept that. Uh, although yeah. I do give it a good faith effort to broaden up uh, my DMing approach depending yeah. on you know setting your expectations like Someone, a comedian you gotta read the room yep now if you're playing with a totally no new group unknowns and you're oh, going boy. in there first time like at a convention or an open game uh, and boy is that awkward you have to be cognizant that you may be meeting people who may not be from your same point of view but just stick to the game and, uh, you know, just be accepting when people say, like, I'm not into that or that's not something I want to play. I understand that that's the limitations that you have to work with. And that's not really, you know, people cramping your style as much as you as a DM meeting their expectations. And that's part of dungeon mastering. But I'll, let's look at it from a player's point of view. You come and there's somebody that says that I don't allow this race or that race because for political reasons this bothers me. There are no dwarves. It makes fun of short people. Well, okay. We also got rid of the halflings and the gnomes. Okay. <laughs> Seems a bit uh, odd. That's a <coughs> weird flex, but okay. Uh, fine. Um, all right. So, you know, that's something that uh, you might have to make some uh, adjustments for accordingly, and maybe that's not your table. But at the same time, if you come out, as Mike so well put it, you know, you can overstep your rounds quite Easily, and I think that the guy who said uh, that, I'll, I'll go ahead and out him for those who know, uh, called people role playing game swine. You know, <laughs> I don't know why swine is, I, I kind of dig some pork. Um, well, um, I'm that guy, but uh, you know, I get it. That, I'll belly uh, up to the trough, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, uh, but I get it that uh, you know, if I make uh, you know, hamburgers and I'm starting to uh, grill. And uh, somebody comes up and says, hey, man, don't put any bacon on my hamburger because I don't eat that. And I'm like, cool. Or somebody says, hey, uh, you got any vegan burgers? I'm like, yeah, I got some in the fridge. I'll get them up for you. You know, if that's the kind of accommodating guy I am. It doesn't make me a better person. It just means that that's where my mindset is at. I'm, when I go out, just like DMing is like cooking. I don't know about the vegan comparison. I mean, I'm three seconds away from only eating carnivores. Oh. Uh, so okay. I, you know, well, right, meat. but... Yeah, but, you know, no hard feelings. So. No, no. I, I, in fact, my optimism is such that you're like, really? You, you you don't like bacon? I think that means more for me. Exactly. Woo! But as putting the analogy of deeming as a cook, you know, you put yourself out there. You're not really going to please everybody. But as long as everybody enjoyed it, you did your job. And that's, that's what I do. Oh, yeah. Some people... Uh, when it comes to plot devices and things like that, uh, there are some things that one player is looking for 
that will make a thrilling ride. And then there are things that another player is looking for that will make it a thrilling ride for them. And conversely, each of them may have something that like, oh no, that is like the most worst, awkward experience I can possibly have while playing a character. And figuring out which things are, you know, green lights where they're going to be engaged and happy and having fun, even when it's not heavy dice slinging, uh, and figuring out which things are appropriate for each player to have as experiences for their character, that's a tough gig. Uh, It's worth sitting down, by the way, and writing it out uh, in a notebook uh, pre-game or in between games. You know, keeping notes to yourself as a DM uh, so that you get that glimmer, you know, when you notice players liking this and hating that. Take notes. Don't don't be right. ashamed of it because it's your hard players. to remember. They are your audience. And uh, it's a group effort. The DM is not a solitary participant in the game. And the players are not just there to passively sit by. They're there to be actively engaged. So you have to balance that with your needs as a dungeon master to your campaign, but also understand if they don't like what's going on, they just might leave. And also True. going that if your main uh, punch at people is calling them storytelling swine, um, you're a jerk. No. Oh, was that what they said? Storytelling swine? Storytelling swine, yes. No. Oh, what? If the game involved more than uh, rolling dice and dying creatures? Uh, well, they, this particular person has a very specific outlook on what constitutes a role-playing game. And, of course, it's a kind of nebulous but yet rigidly enforced viewpoint that only suits their narrative. It's not something it, that it can be helpful. It shuffles around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the goalposts seem to fly about the room as if a poltergeist got them. Yeah, that, that's a good analogy. <laughs> Oh, they're not so wishy-washy as to be just constantly moving willy-nilly back and forth, but they have their own motives, and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, they're well, they're garbage. It's person. the internet, you know. You're going to run across them, so that's can't the trust them internets. But what about gatekeeping for positive purposes? Now, you know, what do you? All right, uh, can uh, you gatekeep and be a, a kind of a positive force then? Uh, it depends on how negative a personality you're dealing with, like. I'm a pretty lighthearted dude. Everybody's got quirks. Uh, some of those quirks can be difficult for other people. All right, to let deal me pitch with. one at you then. Just off what you said. What if you made a vegan joke like that and somebody said, "Well, I'm really offended by that. And I'm not going to game with you anymore." Ooh, jeez. Uh, yeah, that would be a pity. So I got a good friend who, you know, vegan all the way. Uh, and when asked why, uh, you know, she didn't like meat. Uh, she said, well, you know, especially with processed meats, there's like an aura of pain and suffering around it. My response at that precise moment was, are you kidding? That's where the flavor comes from. I know. Sometimes I, I punch my steaks two or three times for that extra I slap them around flavor. a little bit and yeah. show them the pan. I let them know what's coming. No, but... Uh, no, we can't. We can't. Yeah, I do. I do kid. I would probably respect their wishes point blank and say, you know... I get that that is something that clearly upsets you, uh, and it's pretty obvious that we come from wildly divergent viewpoints. Yeah. So, no hard feelings. Have a good one. There, that's the that's that's how we handle. Uh, that's our gatekeeping 
thing. If somebody gets upset, okay, well, sorry. Um, I'll go my way. They'll go theirs. But but when you're running a a game, you have one player who, say, um, their dwarf doesn't feel right unless he makes uh, untoward comments towards females. He doesn't feel like he's playing his dwarf unless he can, you know, make bad jokes about or remarks about the females wearing not wearing uh, specific types of armor or they they don't smile enough. That chainmail bikini gives me a stone bone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Creepy beard the dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy beard the dwarf and fat foot the halfling. Yeah. Uh, the comedy stylings. Uh, brought to you by a junior high locker room near you. Um, <laughs> how, would you how would you... And that person says, well, you're gatekeeping you from enjoying the game. Yeah, all right. Now, look, uh, there is... That's a tough parameter there. It depends on who else you've got at your table. All right, so you got five other players, and let's say they're all women. Yeah, you're doomed, buddy. Uh, you know, DM has an impartial responsibility... Uh, not to any one specific individual, but to the table as a whole. And if catering to one person's needs means putting everybody else at ed- on edge and mm-hmm. ill at ease, then you've missed the boat. Uh, and especially when this is not something like Tourette's, okay? You know, if you got a guy at the, the table with a nervous tick that occasionally yells, you know, that's one thing. That's not a thing they can help. Okay, that's that's a physiological certainty. Uh, being of the opinion that making off-putting comments all the time makes you happy, uh, well, your feels don't count that much in the real world. You know, uh, I'm not a big fan of feels. So, you know, feel this. <laughs> That's your beat, walking towards the door. Yeah, finding yep. another table. The game is still out there. It'll go on. Uh, you know, you'll, you'll find other tables, and perhaps there will be that magical table that is the perfect fit. Uh, you know, the, uh, where the parts are greater, or the sum is greater than the parts. But this table will not be that table. So. Right, I think I don't think it's gatekeeping when you make the place uh, that you play inclusive and open and friendly. Oh to well, people of all different uh, walks and categories of life. Real time experience, actually, a good thing to reference would be uh, an, an actual experience. Uh, we did have a a player in the first edition group over at the comic shop that uh, never met a single woman. They did not instantaneously ask out. Not mm-hmm. even kidding. I, yep, not even spon- kidding. The spontaneous nature of it was stunning. I, this was honestly the uh, shotgun method, which is by just fill the air with enough lead. Someday I'm going to hit something. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was impressive after a sense, but uh, it obviously was not okay because we had an entire table that was... female Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a rather large table so there's you know like pretty wide array of people were then subjected to instantaneous requests for a date Uh, 
and that had to be nerfed and it, it had to be done with a tactical conversation the you know typical quiet pull aside saying that is not appropriate table conduct everybody is here in a very public place getting away from their everyday life to do a thing that they find enjoyable and that doesn't make other people feel at ease so that's not going to get a pass that's it's going to be a hard no uh, no more of that and voila uh, being a fairly reasonable person uh, that was the end of that so you know good it, it ended well it was not nearly as awkward or horrific as people might imagine no um yeah, it, it did. Uh, it did kind of linger on a little bit to some extent, and uh, eventually that person did have to leave. But uh, that, was that was not an entirely geek. different incident. Yeah, that yeah. Was, they, they, you know, again, people honestly, are uh, creatures of habit, and you know, once they thought that a different uh, parameter was in effect, you know, that there was different rules, they slipped back. But you know, again, that's not gatekeeping. That's just being a good steward of your table. And I don't think that when people say, well, if you gatekeep uh, people who have hateful or, oh, well, let's just not be, let's not mince words. If you have hateful uh, views on others, then maybe some tables are just not meant for you where other people are encouraged to participate and feel included. Well, I mean, yeah, if you you came with hostility of brewing for the other people at the table, then, you know, I, I would say that the origin point for the problem is the person bubbling over with hostility. No, I was going to, you know, make that parse one more thing out. Oh, uh, the difference between hobby-wide and table. Uh, You know, hobby-wide, you know, I'm... I I consider it ludicrous to try, even attempt to gatekeep anything. I, I honestly come from a place where I really want more people to game, and I want people who uh, traditionally were not thought of as people who would game. I want them to game too. I want everybody to have a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I just really don't have any barrier on that. Well, I think we can, um, you can speak for both of us on this one, brother. Table present, you know, when it's at your table, uh, every table is a consensus. It is a collection of differing people. It's a contract. And, it's literally people sitting down to agree to a certain... Yeah. Rules of behavior and expectations of Oh, it's, it's amazing to watch. The chemistry is uh, just profoundly... It, it's probably one of the elements about gaming that attracted me in the first place and made me stay. The energy that happens at a table when things are going right, uh, when people get fully engaged, and they're all from different walks of life. Uh, you know, the middle-aged and the young... Uh, people from wildly divergent backgrounds, and they're all having the same good time, and they're like just very teamwork oriented. That's an amazing moment. I, I'm actually pretty proud that I've gotten to see that happen yeah. more than once. So yeah. uh, it would be impressive enough if I just saw it once in my lifetime. Oh, we see it just pretty much any time we sit down and yeah. play. But. The most part is that then, you know, the converse reaction is, well, if you're gate, not gatekeeping your table, then why are you worried about my so-called gatekeeping? Because now you're, again, stepping over that standard of behavior where you're trying to push your views authoritatively on others. And that's... 
Oh, well, yeah. And that's just not fair to anybody because you don't have that ability, nor do I or anyone else, I think, in this universe can come down from Wizards of the Coast, Paizo, or any other game company, can come into your house and hold you hostage and take all your dice away and force you to play a (laughs) game game that is politically correct. The game police. Yeah, again, you know, you are the editor-in-chief. Every DM is their own editor-in-chief. The ultimate and final arbiter of what is presented at the table. Uh, The only audience, the shareholder that you are beholden to, is the player at your table. It is not Paizo. Once they let that stuff out of the box, once that material uh, from TSR or uh, later on WOTC and Paizo and others, once that material arrives in stores and you go home, crack the shrink wrap and start thumbing through it. The decision on what parts you use and what parts you dispense with or change is yours. There have been things I haven't liked that I went, "Eh, I'm going to change that. A little Mm -hmm. pencil note here, sticky, you know, uh, post-it note uh, to remind myself that I'm going to consult this table instead and I'm going to exercise these monsters or I have altered this NPC encounter to reflect this. All power. And the implication that DMs are powerless because of published material. I touched on this a while back. Yeah, we, was, we, yeah we did. And that's, that's a sore point for me because I do not buy this powerlessness. I am a victim of a vast planet-wide conspiracy to make me play games I don't like. Bunk. Here, <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, total, total crapola. Nonsense. Does so, not exist in the real world. There is no gatekeeping, but uh, there is ways that you can make people feel unwelcome. And conversely, there are people ways that you can make bad actors, bad faith participants, also leave the game. And usually it's done through conversation. And yeah. just like Mike said, you have multiple ways to change your game to suit not only your players, but also yourself. So you're not really beholden to anyone other than your players. So I think that's a pretty good place to leave this off with. Oh, and I should also, like, I, I, oh, my, my final we closer. We would be remiss. Yeah, my, my final closer would be on the discussion issue, which is, you know, I got none of us here have the final word on these things. Um, and there's a kind of weird expectation I see from people that they say something and then they should not be in any way opposed or they are being victimized. Being differed with is not being victimized. Uh, if I got up in the morning and I announced that the sun is in fact blue uh, and that it is the sky that is yellow, a large number of people are going to say, either you need glasses or mental health professionals. We're I need those you. kind of drugs that you're on. Then. Yeah. Are that, you taking well, the yeah, drugs? My, Can you share? Yeah, my friends would ask, you know, like, uh, okay, where's the stash? You're holding... Uh, but there, the notion that there is to be no opposition, no contradiction, no difference uh, once somebody takes a stance, oh, good luck with that, because uh, uh, free speech does not mean consequence free speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, you say something that, you know, people are not likely to agree with, you are going to get disagreed with. Welcome to Earth comes with the handbook. 
Uh, I didn't get a handbook. God damn it. Oh, jeez. Shame on you. You weren't paying attention when they handed them out. <laughs> Dude, I just literally fell out and they slapped me. <laughs> no respect, I tell you. The doctor slapped me, then the nurses. They each took a turn. Uh, oh, I was, uh, I was a Catholic Boy Scout in the 70s. I was so awkward that my parents had to tie a cuter kid to me just to get the priest to bless me. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. oh. All right. Well, I think uh, that's done it for that topic. All right. Yeah, so, there's uh, a, now there's your closer. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, if you've enjoyed listening to us, of course, give us those likes. And uh, give us a call in. Give us a piece of your mind. And let us know what you think. Yeah, we like it all. Uh, we're going to be doing this on Friday. So, we'll be covering a wide variety of topics. So, stick around if you yeah. like some controversy or you... Could be anything. It, and again, it could just be like that free speech thing. If you don't agree with us, hey, let us know. We're more Open than happy to, to talk it out. Or if nothing else, we'll you know we'll, we'll <laughs> listen to what you have to say, and uh, maybe we'll discuss it. But uh, nonetheless, uh, you can get a hold of us at the Facebook page at uh, Dice Streaming Facebook, and of course uh, on Twitter at Death Hand Gaming. And oh, and Magi Box. Yeah, get a hold of this cat. He needs people to talk to him. We're getting worried about them. Oh. Nonetheless, uh, we're going to wrap it up here, so we hope you have a great weekend. And, of course, may, may the, the dice always roll in your favor. favor. We're out. See ya. <laughs>